Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thank you so much for tuning in to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. Again, we are back. We've been consistent. Clint just uploaded one today that I got to publish, the one from last week. So we'll get that up here probably tomorrow for you guys. Getting better. We're definitely, we're getting getting on more of a groove. Today we got a little special guest in here. For all those of you that aren't watching on the old GoPro in the camera, we got Mr. Conan from Filet Away Fish Mats with us what's tonight. What's up everybody? You guys know Conan's been a long-time supporter of Addicted, and so we thought we'd bring him on. We're going to be talking a little bit of just kind of winter, just stuff to do in the winter as it we transition from salmon season kind of getting over and then waiting for steelhead to show up. There's a lot of uh, fun activities that we all like to go partake in, so we thought we'd talk about some of those, like crabbing and clamming and just all the fun things that we like to go do outside of chasing salmon and steelhead and trout, which is what we do. And Cam's favorite, ice fishing. Yeah, and Cam's yeah. favorite, ice he fishing. Just can't wait to exactly. go do that. There's, that's just <laughs> exactly. Not, no, exactly. I'm not, I'm not even going to let you guys have that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, as like I said, Connor's one of our partners, and he wanted to offer you guys a nice little special offer. Holidays are coming up, so if you guys do not have one of these Filet Away Fish Mats yet, make sure you head over to his website, filetawayfishmats.com, correct? That's right, filetawayfishmats.com. Don't just get one, get two. Get some for your friends, too. You got to have one for hunting. You got to have one for fishing. You got to have one for... Well, I run, too, anyway. You guys, if, you, if you're if you using them for salmon, steelhead, or any kind of bigger fish, it's definitely nice to run two mats kind of paired together. Not 100% necessary. Plenty of guys run just one, but... If you get two mats, you're going to get free shipping. Nice little special discount. So use the code ADXSHIP. So A-D-X-S-H-I-P on Filetaway's website, and you will get free shipping off any order of two mats or more. So thank you again to Filetaway Fish Mats for being proud sponsors of Addicted. That's right. Definitely proud sponsors, and that is only for Addicted fans. That's cool. why it's ADX. That's why it's ADX. That's right. Man, you're lost. <laughs> I'm really thinking you're, hard. You're here. really thinking like, hard. I got over this here, thing right? dialed you're in really here. Thinking hard. We just got done having a big old conversation, guys, about the New World Order. Cameron doesn't believe it. it's going to happen. But I, No, I never said that. I never said that it wouldn't happen. I said that if it did, I think the people that are going to be resourceful, like the ones that live in my neck of the woods, will probably be able to hack it pretty good. And the ones that. Live in downtown. I think the people just, that live in neighborhoods are screwed. Like just you think like rural neighborhoods. I think like that people. Are, I think people are going to be getting freaking looted, robbed, stabbed, murdered. I'm just trying to get a rise think, out of camp. I, I don't see it that way. I think it depends, but I think oh that that that's going to for sure happen. But where it's going to happen is it's going to probably happen in more in of those cities, those gun-free zones and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where that that's where that crap's really going to go down. Because I could tell you what, it ain't going to happen in my place. I'll stack them up. <laughs> no, we were just kind. It's just funny, guys. It's I just I, I just think that there's going to be some power outages and stuff this winter. So we were just talking about my generators and all this stuff. And then, we, then it went. Off on a tangent to yeah. New World yeah. Order, <laughs> and it's coming, and uh, yeah, stacking bodies. It's been nice. Though, all, <laughs> it's crazy. All the it tree, like all the tree trimmers and stuff, have been doing really good trimming all the trees around my power lines and stuff. So oh, that's good. Keep you keep your power on. Hopefully, keep your Netflix yeah, going and your freaking. I mean, that's I all we did during COVID, I do anyways. Not right? watch Netflix. Oh, whatever your internet going. You, YouTube. Oh, <laughs> is that coming out? Yeah, like in any day, like two days. I think. No way. Yeah. Okay, I did watch that. I, I watched that too. Which that is, was entertaining. How sad and disgusting the lockdown was. Tiger King Two's coming out, dude. Is that, that was only two weeks. Lockdown coming. Oh God, that better not be coincidental. <laughs> I'd go and find that Carol Baskin and I'd punch her right in the face. I'd probably uh, kill her. Like we can't that, have this happening. That again. dude's still in prison, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he got life, ish. 
I don't know. I thought Trump was going to let him How out. How the hell are we? Dude, this is a podcast about fishing. I thought Trump fishing. was going to let him out, dude. It's because no, all these people, stop. all these, <laughs> we dude, could go right these, back to I have a feeling, I mean, and maybe drop some comments down oh below, guys, Lord. but all you guys that listen to our podcast are just like us. You're everyday normal people, and you see all this random things that happen in the world, and we all talk about it when we're fishing, when we're hanging out in this live feed studio, whenever, and so sometimes it's fun just to talk about it. I agree, I agree. But we are not. We are talking about fishing because there's lots of fishing activities. The first thing that we ought to talk about that's coming is Black Friday trout here in, in the old Pacific Northwest. Does Oregon do stockings too? I believe so, and I think they've already done some stuff. I don't think they do a very, like, like the whole trout derby, Black Friday kind of promotional. Me and Jordan just look, so, terrible. like, all the Oregon stockings are pretty far south that have happened right now, like all the recent ones. Yeah, and a lot, too, a lot of times, too, like, stockings coincidentally have to be around like the right temperatures like i've kind of like dug into this a little bit and you can't you know it's why there's a lot of stockings like in the fall when things are cooling off and things are getting to those right temperatures where they can move fish from those hatcheries to those lakes and i think there that has makes to sense be, there's a temperature barrier that prevents stocking at certain times of year probably so maybe southern oregon mm. is a little further behind colder yeah you know whatever it is uh, you know elevation I don't know, but it, it could be something like that. But it just so happens that a lot of our areas in southwest Washington um, get stocked around Black Friday. Black Friday, and it's usually uh, a party. We're going to have to go out again this year. We always like and, to go out on Black Friday. And I'm not going to lie. Today was my first day in the kayak, and oh, those Cold. things are so freaking sweet. I've totally been a slacker. Oh, okay. Not doing any filming, not doing anything cool, but got out in that old town. And uh, Jordan and I went and did a little catch and cook fishing today. Got some bobber downs, and uh, but... Yeah, those kayaks come trout season are going to be like just absolutely killer. Did you try trolling out of it? We didn't. Well, we weren't really doing any okay. trolling. You could have, but I mean, can you stand up in them good? Oh yeah. In fact, I missed a couple bites, and I'm like, I'm, that's it. This little son getting it. I stood up, and I'm like, this is my first time standing up, and I like put the bobber. <laughs> Whack! Freaking smoked his ass. That's killer. Nice. But real stable. But, I mean, yeah, now I'm super excited for trout fishing because I know there's a lot of other lakes and some of these other lakes that are a little more like no, no motors that they are just going to, like, just dominate in. I mean, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited, too. I'm really excited. What did you guys do today? Oh, you did some crappie fishing. Did some crappie and perch fishing. So you guys got a future crappie mushroom catching cook coming That's up That's right. We caught it all mm -hmm. today. Caught, caught it all. We caught it all. I went and pounced around the woods with Jordan for a little bit, and uh, I was the guy who... Who managed to find a chanterelle? Nice. I knew it, I knew a chanterelles. Were. I was looking for the other ones, the chicken of the woods. Chicken of the woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah some knows. of the other ones I've seen him chasing yeah. around the videos. But those suckers are hard. They must have, they must have heard me coming, and they must kind of, you know, here you catch scent, catch scent trail, yep, take yeah, off. Yeah. You know, like it was kind of. They 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 maybe maybe it's not rutting season for them. They just weren't out. But the chanterelle was. Oh, so. that's tomorrow. I know. There's a lot of things to do. Yes. <laughs> All you, how many of you addicts out there like to hunt as well? Me and Cameron are starting our late deer season tomorrow. Well, Cam's really trying to get his son Layden a buck. We got to get Layden right. on his first buck. I think it's going to happen. We driving around today, ten forty-five in the afternoon, busy road, like not like two, not not like a park buck, but just kind of out in the woods. There's just like you know a little five-inch spike just standing on the side of the road, just looking at us like. You gonna go by so I can cross this road? I think there's something over there I want to look at. And then we saw a couple of does. Like nice. they, they were out and about. Oh, and to, it was cold as hell this morning. So I hope it's the same tomorrow. Dude, it was, and a little elevation up to the lake we went to, um, where it was freezing up there still at like ten thirty. Was there any like ice on the road or slippery roads? It was frosty this morning. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Windshields were frozen over. Alex says no. 
well, Alex is from Spokane, where it's like probably negative ten right now, and they're out there <laughs> like farting around in freaking t-shirts. I know when we shit. were driving, we went over because we went over ice fishing with Alex. You guys don't know who Alex is. You'll get more familiarized with him in the coming months. He's been doing some filming with us, and we're excited to have him. But we went over and did some ice fishing with him and his clum dog crew over there. That's how I pronounce oh, it. Oh, that's right? where it's, that's where you came from. And the filet away guys dog. too. Yeah, clum dog outdoors trip. and filet away out filet away. That was kind of who hooked us up with Alex. So. Conan's always, wow. dude, just freaking doing the solids, hooking up connections. He's the one that introduced me to Jen, who's yeah. now like my freaking, pretty much my personal assistant. Without her, I'd be lost. She's awesome. And then Alex and the boys over at Clum Dog we got introduced to. So, yeah. So, when I said shout out to Flayway. fishing, that just shattered your soul a little bit. He loves, it? those guys love ice fishing. Dude, we, Jordan and I are sitting there trying to fish bobbers. So and he, like, takes his little ice rod with the weird little handle and yeah. the weird finger trigger thing. And he, like, just throws it on the side of the boat, like, right before we leave. He's like, got one. <laughs> does it again oh, oh he's, he's thinking ice fishing like, oh. he's thinking ice fishing man oh. I'm like that was pretty savage nice yeah, he, wow. thinks, he, he knows how to quiver it just right well this podcast is so freaking all over the place I don't even remember what we were talking uh, about we well, were talking about trout I wanted to know a little bit more about that fall Black Friday stalker. I mean, I've lived here my whole life, and I didn't know about that. So they, there's a few party. lakes. Like, it sounds like oh. I think they. It's lakes all over. You just got to basically get on WDFW's website and look at their trout stocking reports, and it will tell you. It actually tells you future stockings and stockings that they've already done. Okay. So it's a good little tool, and Oregon has one as well, which me and Jordan were just checking the other day, trying to figure out where to film videos. Trying and to find and some Washington trout. throws a bunch of tags in them. And so, like, you can win. Do they do that in the Black Friday or do they do that in the spring? I think that's like the whole. I think Anytime. I thought it kicked off on the Black Friday. Thing. Oh, I didn't okay. know. Yeah. I did not yeah, know. I about thought the tags were just the spring. Yeah. Well, never mind then. So Yeah, that's their spring thing that they do. They do the Black Friday stocking, stocking to try spring, to get people no. excited to fish in the winter. And then in the oh, spring, they do okay. the. When did they start stocking in the winter? Don't tell me it's been 20 years or something like that. No, they've been doing it for a long time. Long time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got to get your kids out there, dude. I it's do. like a guarantee. Catch hundreds of them. But the thing them. is, to get a little spoiled because talking about trout, um, east side trout on a lake I won't name, but Alex knows what I'm talking about. It's really big. Yeah, it's really good. It's it, really it's, huge. The fish are just it's awesome. I mean, it's lake. that you. I, I bet most people wouldn't be able to tell if you cooked up the trout from there with a coho. They wouldn't. We don't know what you're eating. I strongly good. disagree, and that is a video we need to do. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, a I trout in a coho? Come on, Conan. Yes. Like what planet? Okay, cold I'll do it. native trout I've heard is actually like some I'll, of the best. I will cook it for you. They probably but. taste amazing, but you're, they're not going to taste like a coho. Better than a coho? And yes. yes. He just yeah. said he wouldn't oh. be able to tell the difference. I guarantee I'll be able to tell the difference. Well, there's another side oh, well, let's do it south, then. Let's so do it. Do Remember when we did the, the taste test? <laughs> yeah, Conan <laughs> failed miserably. Right <laughs> Conan failed miserably on the last taste test video, like if you guys want to see. It was walleye versus bass. And he thought the bass was the walleye. <laughs> he was way off. Smallies? <laughs> yeah. Don't be killing them smallies. Oh, we kill a bunch what? of them. Leave them alone. Normally, it, during the spring, me and Josh and his trolling. dad go up. I've seen the cooler. And pictures. fill the the box up with smallmouth. They're good eating. They're Come amazing. On. The freaking smallmouth tacos are the shit. I know they're not walleye. Leave them alone. They're good. Just realize that sooner or later, the way that WDFW runs these things, that's all we're going to have to fish for. So leave them alone. Good thing that smallmouth and largemouth are really good at <laughs> self-reproducing. Pretty well. <laughs> they got to eat, though. Yeah. We also cut I figure the more we kill, the bigger they'll get. That's the way I look at it. You look at some of these fisheries, and like, I think the Columbia River smallmouth fishery, in my opinion, is 
grossly overpopulated. There's way too many smallmouth in that mm-hmm. river, and which is why you can go out and catch a hundred of them, but none of them are really that big. Yeah, it was that way with walleye for a while to too, but it's actually the numbers are starting to come down on walleye. Yeah. Yeah, there used to be just TJ. I remember TJ telling me all the little eight-inch. But the thing is, is a lot of those walleye, the smaller ones, actually come out of one of those lakes that you guys were talking about, I thought. Wait, don't they come come out? out They come out as, like, fry, and then they move to those reservoirs, and then they grow there. And so there could be some stunting from when they actually get there. But Mm. they they, they move when they – I guess that's kind of what they're – in their their life cycle, like once they're born, they do kind of tend to spread out, and that's when they tend to get washed down. And that's why they're like two years after a high water, two years after a high water spring is when you'll have good populations of walleye in those middle pools. Oh, so they come down from those big lakes. I didn't There's know that. A couple, few big lakes, yeah. big spawning areas, because the huh. ones that actually spawn in the middle pools yeah. of the Columbia River aren't actually those those fry, and they say that those fish aren't actually that successful at spawning. So a lot of those populations are actually coming down and said you could wipe from, from what I, what this biologist says you could wipe out every single walleye in some of those pools and if you have a high water two years later you'll have more of the males no way males. that's fascinating yeah, I didn't know TJ that I would have thought ask, talk, talk, yeah I, I talked a bunch to TJ about it yeah it's uh, I thought it was fascinating too because you know sometimes you see those guys because winter walleye fishing is a thing too so that's why we're going to talk about this now yeah mm-hmm. but it you know you see some of those guys that will kill just you know probably I mean just like I jokingly said, you know, well... TJ has just, a limit on his boat now. Yeah, a lot of those guys are self-limiting, and they're also self-limiting some of the bigger spawners. So but at the end of the day, like, like I, I wasn't really joking when I said, don't kill all the bass. It might be all you have to fish for one day, the way the WFW manages things. Uh, yeah. Same thing with walleye. So, like, you know, take what you can eat, take what you need, take what... You know, unless you're like Prepper Marlin is over there, there who's any... going to kill like 5,000 of them so he can eat during exactly. the New World Order. Exactly. But, you know. That's why I have yeah. three chest freezers now, two stand-up full freezers. Full of wild steelhead. Full of, yep, I kill wild steelhead <laughs> and wild. <laughs> I, my favorite's wild coho. They taste really good. Naturally. I'll no. get you some of these trout. It's actually full yeah, of deer. i you some of these trout. There you go. I have some in the freezer. I'm going to do this. You've challenged me. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Challenge right. accepted. Coho versus trout? Yes. It's, it's not going to taste the same. Maybe I shouldn't have said the same, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> now he's we'll already see. freaking backpedaling. It's really good, though. He's That's what I'm trying to say. freaking backpedaling. When, is, when does the walleye fishing get good in the winter? Usually you know, January? I'm, I'm seeing stuff now. Mm. Um, it seems to be like as they get into their winter patterns, the fish, what they kind of do in the Columbia River in some of these pools is they start getting off the flats and they start holding up. And they hold up in the deepest, darkest places on the Columbia River. And I want to go. Can we jigged. go over there and catch some big ones this year? Actually, Springtime, we late winter, spring, late Feb. Yeah, that's. When I would really like to go over there and do that. I caught some big ones when TJ basically held my hand for five days, and it, I've got all the plugs and everything. It can be but fun. You can also get a lot of you, know, you can also get a lot of good eaters that time of year too. Yeah. So like, I mean, just going the next be you know, fun four, to go spend five, a weekend over there. Yeah, next four or five six months is definitely uh, definitely time to start thinking about it. And then obviously all around the country, people are smashing walleye. The walleye is such a popular fishery, especially in a lot of the Midwest lakes and stuff. Midwest, like, it's huge. It's huge. There's walleye just everywhere. I was noticing on YouTube search, like walleye gets searched so much, so much. Like people love walleye. Also ice fishing, massive on mm-hmm. YouTube. Massive. Now, if we're going to do a bunch more catching cooks with Jordan, we need to get Jordan on some walleyes. Thing and, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Has he yeah. ever done it? He didn't make it in the, our walleye trip. He's he's walleye fished a bunch. He, that's what he like grew up doing with his dad before oh, he like really? really got into fishing. They used to walleye fish all the time. Oh okay. 
I didn't know that. Before no. he really got into fishing. Exactly. Yeah. In the Dells. <laughs> oh, well, he's from the Dells. Yeah, because Wall, I mean, it's huge. When I, when, I, when I grew it's up around here, fishing. when you grow up in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> if you ain't a salmon steelhead fisherman, it's not real fishing. I don't even this know what you are. Training. <laughs> I don't even know what you true. are. But I feel like that's what it is out here. <laughs> Leave a comment below. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of people, like, really, that's how people they, act out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Everyone's a salmon it's snob. It's so crazy. And if you're, real, like, if you're a real salmon, you're a Chinook snob. And yeah. You don't even bother with all the other salmons. Yeah. It blows me away. Yeah. Oh, Chinook gosh. and steelhead. That's steelhead like season's ultimate. coming out. Cameron's yeah, favorite, oh, that dude. That is like the pinnacle. When all the grandma, when all the basement grandma dwellers oh, come out. They all come out and they're little. Basement grandma they all, dwellers. <laughs> they, all got, they all got their waders and their, their rod and their little 22R Toyota 4-banger. <laughs> No, just gonna most up. of them have upgraded to 4.0 liter, you know, the new Tacoma. Okay, that, that's you. I'm talking this new generation. <laughs> no, I have a Tundra. You don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, whatever the hell I, it is. It's all the same damn quit truck. Quit making fun of Toyotas, dude. Buy, it's all the same damn truck you can buy for about 5000 bucks. Put some big tires on it. Make them really loud and obnoxious. And then you go to the little hatchery steelhead rivers, the five that remain in the freaking northwest, and you see the Sad. same 20 freaking dudes. On a freaking Tuesday, killing four pounder freaking chambers. I know. Do you They're remember? So freaking badass, bro! I killed me a fish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> on my butt. <laughs> Cameron sounds so jealous. All oh, you guys out there that like to go steelhead fishing for those fish, Cameron's just jealous of you. That's all he's doing. He's just jealous. No, it's just it's a. And truth be told, shirt. Cameron was there one, one at one point in his life, even though he hates to admit it. That was him. No, all those guys out there doing that. That I was, was Cam. Never there point. because back Cam drove a little Toyota truck. I did exactly. Twenty two R. It was red, but, and he used to cruise the rivers and catch steelhead. But, but he cruised, was different. I cruised the river. But by he was my, different. Exactly. I cruised the river by my house because there was fish there, and then the next guy. In the next town, went to that other river because there was fish there, and there was fish over there, and there was fish over there. It, it wasn't like this like conglomerate mass of the same freaking thirty dudes that sit and fish like one little hatchery hole because that's all there is left. That's but that's why. all there's and left. It's really, I don't really that's blame the them exactly. exactly. I don't really blame them. I kind of blame like you know, don't hate the players, hate the game. Well, that's the game. If you want to catch a winter steelhead in freaking December and January, dude, in our area, all that it's freaking disgusting. Uh, it is sad. That gene bank program is what killed it all in Fair our enough. area. Whatever, yeah, because those fish were everywhere, and now it's like, like I said, you go to the three spots that there's freaking hatchery steelhead in Southwest Washington, and anybody can read a stock. Dude, maybe board. that's the issue that we should attack is try to attack the gene bank. Like I feel like there's a lot of things around that gene bank that haven't been done. Well, it's a total joke. And I mean, if it's a gene bank and we don't want to put Chambers Creek stock in there, why don't we just brood stock exactly. it with first generational steelhead like they do on the rivers that the only rivers that are successful? And we can literally say that now the only rivers that are successful, but we're not turning this into this conversation because it's just really annoying. But if you think about it, that, those I would be the rivers you do. Oh, man. I think every angler in the Northwest that lives on a river or a creek should just start building their own egg boxes and putting fish in the river, and they can't stop all of us. Well, yeah, that'd be really cool. But most of the people that buy the houses on the rivers don't fish, as you know. There's a lot of anglers that own freaking rivers. A lot of anglers that own rivers. Yeah. That's what they do in the Midwest. There's egg boxes everywhere out there. Yep, and they're smarter for Angler it. run. Angler run hatchery programs all like over the Michigan, place out there. Talking? All over the place oh, well, in the Midwest. Since these other programs. Ohio, New York, all those places. All those Great Lakes states. Yep. They do well, all sorts of things. These other groups run. aren't working nice. out too well. Maybe that's what we'll just have to do. <laughs> Angler run hatchery programs, private hatcheries. Yeah. Let's just get a billionaire investor and just start doing our own hatcheries. 
Sounds good. So if you're a billionaire investor and listening to this podcast, please reach yeah. out. If you below. The problem is the thing that frustrates <laughs> me is I do feel too. like there is a lot of anglers out there that love salmon and steel that do have deep pockets. Oh, I've, I mean, a lot if not, of them. And if not, organizations that with the proper narrative and with the proper outreach could be talked to. Because, I mean, let's be honest. That's how these wild fish idiots get there. They, they walk to these, you know, groups like these organizations like Patagonia, for instance, I'll just call them out, whatever, they're a bunch of idiots, and they go, do you want to save wild fish? And they go, well, yeah, everybody wants to save wild fish, so they listen to our shit, and we'll tell you how it is. <laughs> and then that's what happens. They go, and they, they fall for it, hook, line, and sinker, Well, the problem is the too with it. That's where we're yeah. at now. And a company that's like, works. what people yeah. don't realize is a company like Patagonia, because I started really trying to do some research into what those do, those guys invest not millions, but billions of dollars into wildlife and recovery right and it's, i so mean it's the tons narrative. of money it's the that narrative. guy like made it his mission the, the owner of patagonia to like save the f-ing planet basically right. and now maybe someone should have gone to him and said hey you know we've done a lot of things that have really screwed up a lot of the steelhead runs but there's actually this type of program that mitigates the question is the has any has loss. any sport angler ever tried probably not that's what i'm saying like the narrative that was fed to these yeah. people wasn't necessarily the right one and it mm. didn't really work out so well and now we're in where we're at now i feel like we should get a wild fish guy on a live feed oh i would love one i got one think they'd come on that would just be fantastic to talk i'm talking about like like an actual like one who like runs and like a vice president of one of those organizations or a president or someone oh, who's actually big time i don't think they would come on why not because they would be faced with a lot of facts and if you think about the last three years with the wild, like with the Clackamas study and with the orcas dying and just, there's a lot of things on the plate. And then the fact that the, the, uh, the fact that the North coast steel and Washington are just plummeting to their, you know, they're on a death spiral. I would just love to Uncomfortable hear, facts. cause I read, obviously I, I, I subscribe to a lot of their stuff and I read a oh, lot I of their the things. Too. I put, I, you know, I read everything. So I, I would yeah. just be really curious to have someone like sit there and, just do a really cordial it's, debate back and forth on what their views right. are but, and what but, our but views are. But then I would ask the question, like, I take, take I would ask the question, and, and because let's be Shane honest. Shane Anderson would do it. He probably would. But I would just ask one question and one question only. Give me a river that you didn't monumentally change the habitat. In other words, because what they'll love to point to is like, well, we removed the, the Elwha, yep. the dam. Okay, well, yeah, you opened up... <laughs> How you long know, ago was eons, that now? eons and eons of now miles of habitat that the fish weren't accessing. Now they are. So like, take the take the dam removals out. Now, if you want to have a dam removal discussion, let's have that discussion because I think that's we're what you, advocates for that. I think that's what if you want salmon and steelhead, you got to remove dams. Like that is just that. I mean, I live on a river that the one dam blocks 110 miles of spawning habitat. So you can't, you know, and then now all the salmon that. Spawn in the lower twelve, so like so take. But that they're out putting of fish ladders in there. Issue. Don't forget. Yeah, they're yeah they're talking about it. But regardless, oh so, no, they're not so, talking. Okay, about without it. the dam removal concept, really. which they've only done on two two rivers, mind you, and they've worked on those for twenty years, and they've got two. Hold which on, two? Let me finish. The which white two? salmon, big white salmon. Yeah, is that one doing good? I think it's getting fish up it and spawning and doing its thing. I don't know how. Uh, what's the definition of good when it started at zero? That's my point. So, because well, there the used to be a lot of guy, hatchery fish in there. It's one of my favorite places to go catch hatchery fish. The place was epic. For steelhead? <laughs> yeah, well, dude. Because they it were, was one of my favorite. But they weren't going back the big there. Way. They were dropping in there because the cold water provided. Oh, they the stalked that the river for years, dude. For years. All there those fish w- would go up to the dam and, or to the, yep, yeah, dude, it was epic. It was so epic. A lot, the majority of those fish were drop ins. Trust me on that one. But regardless, take. 
the damn piece out of it. So, okay, take, tell me a river where they went, like, let's just, because uh, I'm just going to use the example of North Coast Steel right now, where they removed the sport fishing component and the wild fish just showed back up in leaps and bounds. And I would ask those wild fish guys to go, tell me one. Give me one example where it works. Sturgeon. Huh? <laughs> We're not, oh my god, you're an idiot. Give me one example of wild steelhead that showed up and leaped down. In fact, I would even go far to say because there's a study that proved otherwise that when you guys removed even hatchery steelhead from some of the rivers, that actually didn't even bring back the wild steelhead at all. And that'd be the Clackamas. And that'd that be was the, the most East Fork of the Lewis River. Okay, fine. Whatever. Pick me a river. That river's a perfect pick example. Pick me a river. And where, someday and, 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 when I have FU money. And, and, that river will be and, restored. And the thing is, too, is like the problem, what they'll do, and I already know their argument, they'll be like, well, we did this study and it had like 12 spawning pairs. And once we got rid of the hatchery fish, we got 15 spawning pairs back <laughs> to this tree. That's what they'll, that's what they banked on. And, and I, the, the river study, for instance, wow, it's like, no, give me a yeah. basin wide where you just did your, what your steps went back through. And now there's so many freaking fish back there. It's the shining beacon of light in the Northwest and it works. Because there isn't one. That's the problem. Results speak. Take the science. Take the Take your 12 spawning pairs and shove it up your Because it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, the wind, well, the wind river is another perfect. I get mean, them on listen, here. You listen. Get you them on here. Wind river. Exactly. Wind mean, river. That's they been, how long has that been now? 25 years now. And the thing about And if what, you look at the returns going back, it does not matter. It's right. freaking. And, 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 and what's so funny is that the wow. state, the state listening to these North Coast steelhead issues like they're talking about like as we approach i'm gonna say the two words and some people are gonna cringe like they got hit upside the head but global warming it's removing like the the steelheads like habitat within the ocean it's screwing up their timing on like their outflow of smolt migrate it's doing a bunch of things that's changing not for the better and not projected to change any time for the better so now we're going after like the sports stuff. We're going after the hatch. We're going right. after all these rabbit holes that ain't going to do yeah. shit and yeah. has not done for freaking 30 years since these freaking morons got a hair up their ass and started doing this crap. It hasn't worked. Sorry. We tried. Didn't work. It's like you're focusing on all the periphery issues it, and not going all, to the core. No, no. It's all feel good. Yeah. We all, I, I want more wild fish in my home river then I mean, I know it, but, there, but there's ways to get there. The way that they are projecting and the way that they just try to fight tooth and nail doesn't work. That's why none of the Puget Sound rivers have come back. It's why none of these places haven't come back. Meanwhile, other rivers that actually do participate in these first generational broodstock programs excel when nothing else is. And they meet wild escapement, they meet hatchery escapement, they put it's just so frick, like, tell me where I'm wrong. Show me. And, I, and so when we bring these wild fish guys on, and if you're listening, this is the conversation we're going to have. If you're listening, you there's better, an open invitation. Email me better, to marlin at addicted.fishing. You better tell me that some river that I haven't heard about in the Northwest because I'm pretty sure we probably would have heard about them where all of a sudden we did we removed the hatchery fish and tenfold wild steel. I'm right. not talking freaking 3% crap. I'm talking a sustainable, long-term freaking increase in steelhead that was two, three, fourfold because it hasn't happened well and that's what it would Show take me. to actually be worth it you know and don't be like patagonia that did the liars and fees artificial thing where they talked about removing the freaking these hatchery rainbow trout in rivers in montana because and then all the all of a sudden the brown trout came back which were a non-invasive species anyway <laughs> like don't give me the just give me the example of some ma amazing river that like i said marlon have you heard about one no okay i haven't heard of, so maybe there's something out there i don't know 
but it hasn't happened. And it hasn't happened even in the closed rivers to the point where we could even put sport fishing back on them. So to me, that's not a success. That means you have well, a museum. Well, the thing that it, that's no. that we've proven to on all those North Coast rivers is like we can put hatchery fish in and have them be like genetically good. Good hatchery fish, right. good wild genetics from the river in Brew, basin. Right, right. I don't think we should. I mean, the Chambers Creek, the Cowlitz A runs, the stuff like that. That is a thing of the past. I mean, you basically had the state, and I will say the state for forty years thought it was a good idea to put non-native steelhead and mm. salmon in rivers because they wouldn't breed with the wilds, oh, and they thought that, and that was that was the whole point of a segregated stock. That was their thing. That, that's what they managed for us. That's why we had steelhead in freaking October fishing where we like to fish. It was pretty awesome, though. It, well, yeah, better than no fish. Yeah. I can but tell you right now that broodstock over that. all of our rivers back then, both wild and hatchery had more fish. No question. Well, now all the predators eat the wild fish. Like I said, you cannot give me. Like I said, I, I mean, maybe what if this guy walks in and be like, the I'm just going to pick a river. Uh, the, I don't know, just this X river actually has five times wild steel back since we got there. I'd, I'd be like, Oh, I stand corrected. Like, Oh, and there's a sport fishery on it too. That wasn't, you know, when we had the hatchery steel, but now there's so many wilds we can have that. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, I'm wrong. Still waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Still waiting. Which is insane. And like I said, I want basin-wide, regional-wide. And the other thing, too, which is the sad thing. I saw. I, I said I wasn't going to get into this. <laughs> There's one other point that we're all missing, and it's the biggest point, and, and it's the strongest point. It's the point that the state doesn't get. By closing these fisheries and removing all these places, you get rid of people that care about steelhead now and the people that would care about steelhead later. Like all these younger generations that are not going to get to fish, they're not going to, the way that they're not going to get to fish the North Coast. Like they're all those people that would be steelhead advocates in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s are not going to be there. You yeah. will lose steelhead. If, but we'll feel good because I guess there's a few more in a creek. So I, I don't know. They'll that, feel, that, that's the worst part. That's the thing. That's, that's what I tried to explain to you the other day is they don't care. No, no, it feels good to them. No. They're yeah. like, oh look, there's two steelhead right there. They're so beautiful. <laughs> we can't, we can't see them, but we think they're there. Walk on them, but oh, maybe if we just get, but see, I think it's a little more sinister than that. I think it's let's just degrade the runs enough to where there's wild steelhead, so then I can like swing my spay rod over the reds and walk all over them too, because that's the only way we can fish them. Because I know I'm not going to touch them, but that's cool. <laughs> I, think I think there's a lot to that too, and I like fly fishing. Don't get me wrong, but it uh, is fun for winter. So that's yeah. winter. That's winter stuff for you. That's winter. That's what that. Yeah. This, this, this and winter, then there's some crabbing. This winter. And then, then. Yeah, there's some crabbing. It. There's some good clam tides. Go get them while you can. Cool. <laughs> How many clam right? tides are there? Is there a lot of clams coming? A lot of tides that they've yeah, they, allocated? They, they should be swimming in here pretty You're quick. You're an idiot. <laughs> How many tides did they allocate? How many days? Dude, it's like at the start of the year, they had like something like 70 plus days uh, scheduled for the yeah, season. Yeah. Mm. 20 clam limits uh, in some of the local beaches. You love clams, dude. When we went and did the clam fry at your... Oh, what was your favorite? Oh, I might have ate a bad clam. And your yeah. kid's favorite. Huh? Layden doesn't eat clam. No. What are you talking about? My kid's favorite, Clint. Don't interject in here like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank God. Clint, you're an idiot. Everyone... That's when Landon fell on... That was crab. 
His name ain't Landon it's either. Layden. Oh my god. Clint just ruined this entire podcast, everyone. <laughs> leave all Clint, leave all this in there. Yes, leave this in there. The people need to understand what goes on in here. They need it, dude. We need it raw. We need it raw. Well, here. we've been we've been kind of everywhere tonight, and then Clint really screwed up. Everything. Exactly. Exactly. This whole thing's my fault. Yes. The answer is yes to that. Well, I'm gonna be I'll probably be this I'll be doing some trout fishing this winter. I'll be doing some clamming, hopefully some crabbing if you take me. When we forgot one more. Winter what? sturgeon. Winter sturgeon. I want to do that again. We did that a couple awesome. years ago. That was catch fun. and release fisheries. Where at? Where everywhere. are we going at? Oh, just Lamet, Columbia. Lower, yeah. upper, mid. Only two places are well, I guess there's a couple trips, but uh but yeah, I mean there's a keeper season and then there's lots of really good quality catch and release that's just banging good. Catch had some pretty fun times at the mouth down in February yep. this last winter. Yep. Yeah. No, there's there's definitely a lot of opportunity there. In shallow, shallow, shallow water. You've done that before? Like Yes. A like, foot or less. Oh, not a foot, but like eight feet where I, my side scan looks like a bunch of pickup sticks yeah. or grains of rice just everywhere. Yeah. You did that in February? Yeah. Is that normal? March. Down March. there in the mouth in February? I don't know if he's talking about that mouth. What mouth? No, the mouth. The mouth of the Columbia River? Yeah. yeah. March. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. No, I haven't done it that early. Yeah, and they're like, you can get in three feet of water or less <laughs> and catch them. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have too. I just thought it was in July. Like, yeah, I thought usually it was the in most, like, July, most, August, of the, most of the fish move down. I sure that you actually don't mean May. Sure you don't mean May? He probably does. Look at, I the, probably look, do. look at the look I think, on his I face. I think he mean May. Regardless, oh, that might be. I don't know. I don't know. I'll get mean. my fact checker here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Is it a keeper season? Yeah. Oh, that's May and June, bud. Yeah. So <laughs> May. <laughs> I meant say. <laughs> Unbelievable. One of those months that starts with an M. There hasn't been a keeper season okay. down there in the last May. twelve years that wasn't in May or June. We've been just Conan's. Just we've been hard on him tonight. He's had a couple. <laughs> it's nothing new. He's had a couple messes. So I thought you were talking about maybe the Willamette mouth. I'm like Willamette mouth in March. Oh yeah, for for sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah, but not that river mouth. Okay. And then what about crabbing? How long does crabbing stay pretty good out here? Crabbing stays good all the way through March, but once the commercial guys go in and they kind of inundate the area with pots, it's sometimes harder to get, so they can only keep crabbing. When do they go in? Uh, Depends on the meat. I heard December 1st. They might think about letting them in this year. Yeah, every year it's kind of slated for December 1st, but then depending on the how full the crabs are in the test fisheries, they will push it back to the 15th. And acid levels too, right? Acid levels. Demoic acid levels Demoic. can't affect it too, but it doesn't sound – it sounds like we're done with that for a while. Just think of the way the ocean is and the way the clam tides are. Just oh, you mean sound like it's, the acid is not going to be an issue for a while, yeah, you're saying? Yeah, Okay. Yeah, because it affects the clams, I guess, first, and then the crabs eat the clams and mm. whatever. So um, Weird. Yeah, but or at least it's around more prevalent, and it doesn't sound like it is right now. Give it a week. Do you think people <laughs> Do you think people back in the day, like, just... I don't care about that, or they just ate clams about, and crabs? What's, like, what's weird about you know that? what yeah, I mean? Right. Like, I didn't have any way to I check asked it. that so. question, and what I guess they said, or what I read, was, like, the first time that Demoic Acid showed up on the shores was, like, Ninety, like in the nineties, like ninety four. Uh -huh. no it was way. like the first time it was like really detected, and then ever since then the frequency, you know, because of climate change or whatever you want to call it, weather, weather, global warming, climate change, fill in the void. Whatever things change, but I guess now it's I'm more sure prevalent. that there's, we would be absolute idiots as humans to think that that we're not affecting the way the planet is to some extent. We have to be. Yeah. 
hundred percent. I'm not saying that global warming and the ice caps are completely fucking melting and we are not going to have an earth. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying we'd be idiots to think that we're yeah. not affecting no, it. I think we got yeah. we, we are. We are 100%. affecting it, but then at the same time, it's like, you know, we also warmed up from the little ice age in the 1700s. Yeah. Right. And I don't think they did that with my freaking diesel truck going nuts. <laughs> Maybe they had more cows than they farted. You do. You <laughs> typical diesel freaking driver, dude. Just ruining our planet. Up, Shut up. Even though I get like ten, I, say, I get like, like ten get miles, miles to gallon in my diesel exhaust fluid. It, it rolls like clean burning yeah. air. I was just thinking that the other day. I'm like, man, my Tundra only gets ten and a half miles to the gallon. That's disgusting. Oh, man, it's like twenty one. Terrible. The new Tundras get like twenty five. Really? Are they electric? They're or hybrid. hybrid. Oh. oh, disgusting. More horsepower. What are you gonna do with all those batteries? You freaking global. More. What are you gonna do with all those batteries when they burn out and? How many? How much? They time? last forever, how, dude. How much? They last forever. It's a Toyota. It's not like a Chevy where you get it. And you got to put a bunch of money into the fuel system. How many? <laughs> how many poor? How much child labor did it take to dig those minerals to make those batteries make you feel so? We dug those in the U.S., dude. We dug that shit in Africa. Jeez, I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I feel like are we? Get, I feel like the next conversation is going to be about like Bitcoin mining or something. Oh, you guys into the Shiba Inu stuff? Oh yeah, dude, I got yeah, some Shiba. same here. Some Shiba. Sheep's good. How much you got? Hundred forty million coins. Coins. <laughs> so you're like thirteen dollars and forty six cents. Twenty seven seventy seven. No, I don't. Have uh, much. But I mean, I got bit. a lot. Like a, a lot. lot. Five bucks. No, like a lot, a lot. But we're not going to talk about that. Shiba Inu to the moon, baby. Let's make it happen. To the moon. What are the I'm still holding my AMC, too. Who out there is still holding their AMC? I'm not. I never got in that oh. game. I got in too late. I just I'm never still got holding. in it. I, I missed the AMC. Same here. I'm still holding diamond hands, baby. Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that. We're leaving. We're going right. to leave. We that appreciate every single one of you. Stock for, advice next week. Yeah, stock <laughs> advice next week. Yeah, the, we, we are not financial advisors. Please do not take any of the advice that we yeah. say to heart. <laughs> Good disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, guys, we appreciate you. Do not forget, head over to Flayaway's website. Use the code ADXSHIP to get free shipping off your order of any two mats or more. Put them in your kid's Christmas stocking, your husband's stockings. Just stock up on those things. And we have a little special custom one coming that you guys are going to see in the coming weeks. You are going to want to see this. Yeah. Hey, we get you know we finally got garments on our website too? Oh, and you got, you got some Flayaway apparel you guys can They're get up. and rock some merch. So That's right. head over to Flayaway's website. We appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, and we will see you on the river.